We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Friday, it is May 31st, it's 2019, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. It's a massive slate, almost like every Friday, and I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. First uh, NBA showdown in the books. I know it's a baseball show, but I took uh, MLB off today, kind of focused on that. Didn't turn out how I planned. But I'm I'm pretty excited. There'll be another one on Sunday. I'll be ready for that one. I'm gonna stick to my guns on how I feel about this series. But man, I'm definitely ready to get back in baseball. I, I had to pass on a qualifier today. But you know, there was just so many contests I had to pass up, but it, it was what I need to do. But I'm definitely ready to hop back in. I get to hop back in and a, and a huge one. We got 15 games, so uh, good to hang out with you yet again. Yes, sir. A lot to talk about before we do. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. That way you get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. If you haven't checked them out already, sign up through the links. That way you get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft as when you make your first deposit over there. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. ton of stuff going on over there on Fantasy Draft. And uh, we're going to jump right into this slate. We start with Boston at New York. Chris Sale, Jay Happ, the matchup from yesterday. Um, I'll, I'll let you kind of talk on it. I, I talked on this yesterday. Um, so give me your thoughts here on Chris Sale. Uh, I, I like Sale here. Um, I, 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 think he'll, I think he'll be fine. I mean, New York's been hitting the ball really well. Uh, but, I mean, Sale, you know, if, if we look at his statistics combined, I mean, for the past two seasons, it's 2.63 XFIP. 37% K rate. That's the last two combined. You look at this season, 33.7% K rate, 3.30 XFIP. And if you look at this lineup against left-handed pitching, they've got LeMayu, they've got Voigt, they've got Kendris Morales. And, uh, you know, they've got one bat in Voigt that may scare me. 
but not really. Everybody else, the K rates are, are through the roof. So I like sale here. Uh, you know, if you want to pay for them, I think that's that's the big thing. You know, can you pay for them at, at 10 8 today with all the offense that's going to be available? Maybe. Um, and that's just a strong maybe. I think there's some guys in the range we prefer to play. Uh, but but that's pretty much you know what's going on with Chris Sale. I definitely think he's in play. Uh, it's just with the offense out there, can you afford to get him in and be okay? Especially on FanDuel where he's 11-2. Uh, you know that's that's a pretty steep price when you got guys in the mid range that you can play and get comparable production. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Uh, it's more of just the price. Um... I think Sale is certainly really good. Um, I think he's a top three pitcher in baseball right now. Um, I know he started the season and he struggled a little bit. Struggled in his last couple starts against Houston. They're just not a team that strikes out very much against left-handed pitching. When you look up and down this um, Yankees team, you know, since the start of last season, we have a lot of strikeout rates right around 20%. You know, not optimal. We know we like a little bit more than that. But enough that, you know, Sale is certainly in play here. Um there are some mid-tier guys that I like on the slate, so I don't mind, you know, potentially looking at those guys. But sales certainly in play, um, as long as the weather is okay. I haven't really checked weather yet. Uh, the other side of this game, J-Hap. I have zero interest in J-Hap in this one, uh, Will. Yep, you're going to get a no from me on J-Hap today. Uh, let's talk bats here. We'll start with the Boston side of things. You know, Hap has really struggled with righties, even since the start of last year. A lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls to righties. I think it's a great spot to load up on some of these uh, Boston right-handed bats. Yeah, man. I mean, I think this is probably one of the premier stacks on the day. Betts, Benintendi, Bogarts, you know, Pierce, Nunez, you know, Sandy Leon looks good as well in the catcher spot. So I, I think this is a team that, that, that we can definitely load up on on this slate. Um, I, I think they're going to get plenty of ownership. I don't think Sandy Leone will get ownership at 2800 I, I think he's – man, Stevie, that's a juicy $2,800 catcher for you if, if he's playing. Uh, so I, I like this team up and down. Fair enough. Um, I, you know, I like me, me and me and cheap catchers get along just fine. Don't have to worry about right. that anytime. So, um, <laughs> never, never hate a cheap catcher when it comes to me. So, um, obviously, I, I think this is a spot that you look at these right-handed bats. You load up on these right-handed bats, and you just um, get pretty much any of these guys you want. Um, you know, anybody that's popping on your sheets today, you just play them. It's just a really good spot for them. So, um, let's see. Yankees bats, anything here against Sale? No, just not touching them. Could have just copied my notes over from yesterday. Boston righties. Um, San Francisco <laughs> at Baltimore, nine total. We got Drew Pomerantz against Andrew Kashner. Uh, Pomerantz is a 130 favorite here. Do we have any interest in Pomerantz against Baltimore? No, I'm, I'm not playing Drew Pomerantz. Just, just can't do it. Yeah, struggled last year um, against, you know, right-handed hitters. Struggling massively against right-handed hitters this year. Uh, so, for me, it's a pass. Uh, I think this is a spot you can definitely stay away. And um, I feel really confident about not having a ton of exposure here. So, um, yeah, it's kind of where I'm at when it comes to Pomerantz. Uh, do you have any interest in Kashner? <sighs> no, I'm not playing Kashner today. Yeah, I don't really like Kashner either. Um, 
Let's talk bats here. Let's start with San Francisco. I like playing San Francisco when they're on the road. Um, I hate playing them at home, but I don't mind playing some of these San Francisco bats when they're on, on the road. Usually Brandon Belt is the guy that I like to play. Is there anybody outside of Brandon Belt that we're looking at here? No, that's probably just the only guy. I mean, even he's 4,100. I played him the other day when he was like 3,700 in Miami. I mean, that was just great. Uh, 41 isn't too much more, but yeah, he's probably the only guy. I feel like it, the profile matches up well in terms of how we like to approach the, the hitter versus the batter. batter. Has the platoon. Uh, the fly ball rate's at 51.2% uh, on the season, and, and we've got Cashman with a 53.1% uh, ground ball rate. So, you know, this is, this seems to be the perfect formula for a belt to hit one out of the park, especially there in Baltimore. Yep. Um, Panic's kind of cheap. He's, I don't know what his price is on Fando. I don't have it up in front of me. If he's batting leadoff and oh. he's cheap, I don't hate it, but – um, he's not cheap enough on on DK to like make an argument for him. But yeah, he's thirty he's thirty one hundred on FanDuel. I wouldn't play him at that price either. Uh going to the Baltimore side of things, Will they finally priced my guy up. I'm very sad that Nunez is finally at the point where like you really have to think about whether you want to play him or not. <laughs> he's so expensive um at five K, but he just continues to mash left-handed pitching. And, uh, you know, I think you can make an argument for playing him, but I, I think the price is at the point now where it's a lot harder of a decision to make. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Nunez is a guy that I think I've actually played the last two starts back-to-back -back, or three starts. I can't remember what it is. But uh, he's treated me well. But, yeah, I, I can't play him at, at 5K. And when I say treat me well, I think I played him on FanDuel because when, even when he was 4,900, I think I kind of hopped off on DK and just decided that, you know, it's too steep for my blood. But Nunez is a guy that I like. Um, you know, I, I like Trey Mancini as well. But, you know, you've really got to pay for these guys if, if you want to play them now. It's not, you know – they're not the bottom of the barrel like we're used to seeing. So if if you want to get involved with playing them, you're going to have to pay up. I mean, even Trey Mancini's 4K on FanDuel. So uh, I like these guys, but I don't, I don't know if I love them enough to play them at these prices. That's one of those long-term decisions I have to make as the day progresses. Yeah, I like Alberto, too. Uh, he, he's cheap enough that I think he's certainly in play. Um, DJ Stewart is another guy I know it's a lefty-lefty, but if he's in the lineup, he's a guy that has a ton of pop and he can steal bases. So I don't even hate it if it's even with the lefty-lefty matchup just because I think he'll be pretty low-owned here. Um, so he's another guy that I think you can consider. But, yeah, really it's Alberto and, like, deciding if if I want to play my boy Nunez or not um, is kind of where I'm going to be at on this slate uh, for Baltimore. Um. Moving on here, we got Milwaukee at Pittsburgh, nine and a half total. We got Chassin against Archer. Um, pick them game. Any interest here in Archer or Chassin? Sorry. No, I, I can't do it, man. I know that. I mean, P Pittsburgh, you got to think they're going to roll out five lefties minimum, I, I, I would say. Uh, for sure, Polanco, for sure, Bell, probably for sure, Colin Moran, probably for sure, Adam Frazier. And, uh, you know, and Reynolds may even play now, which is a switch hitter. So 
I think he's going to see too many lefties, so I'm going to have to stay steer clear of uh, Mr. Chessine today. Can't can't load him up at all. Yeah, it'd be a lineup thing. If the lineup came out right-handed heavy, you could take shots, but I don't think they're going to. Um, any interest here in Chris Archer? Oh, man, I, I really want to play Chris Archer. I feel like mentally, because I know what he's capable of, that should be able to play him and get away with it. And you just can't right now. He, he's just He just doesn't have the stuff that we're accustomed to uh, until he figures it out, he, he's going to be on my no-fly list. Yeah, I just don't like playing pitchers against Milwaukee. Um, it, it's as simple as that for me. They're just a team that is very, very good, um, and they're just not easy outs. Like nobody, there's not an easy out in this lineup. Like, sure, you could you could say uh, Herrera uh, is um, Herrera is. Um, uh, an easier out, but like even he had pop in the minors, so it's not like he's uh, an easy out by say. So for me, I'm going to stay away from Archer here. Um, his hit distance is up pretty high this season too, which you know makes a lot of sense with the hard hit rate and stuff. So what are we looking at here on the Brewers? Man, the the usual suspects. I mean, let me just say that Chris Archer is just I mean, he's got a 5.3 x fit. Like he's he's really giving it up. Uh, Christian Yelich, man, I know he's not in Milwaukee. I feel like you just you just have to start your, your team scheme with him. Mike Moustakis, I feel like he's the next man in. Uh, you, you know, Grandal, I, I like him as well. Uh, one of the things with, with Archer, and it, it really is the lefties. Like, if you look at what's going on this year, I mean, the hard hit the lefty Stevie is at 40%. The fly ball rate is at 54.2. Will this stay – the whole season, I, I, maybe, maybe not. But right now we have a, a significant window, I feel like, to be able to attack him with lefties. And that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm going to start with Yelich, Moose, and uh, Grandal. I know Thames will be in there as well. Uh, but but Yelich, Moose, and Grandal are, are, are my, my three horsemen that I want to plug in. So I cost my, myself some money in cash on um, today, Thursday. Um, I swapped – Newman from shortstop to second and played Lindor over Moustakis. Uh, and Moustakis oh. put up like 38 or something like that. So, oh, did he hit two bombs? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, man. Yeah, still kind of, yeah, very, very salty about that. But, yeah, Yelich, Moustakis, uh, Grandal, if you want to play up a catcher. Don't even hate Eric Thames, but really those three guys are the guys that I'm going to be looking at. Uh, as far as the Pittsburgh bats go here, obviously, you know, one of the top plays on the entire slate is Josh Bell, but you're paying up for him. Um, you know, you're not getting him cheap. This might be a spot that you want to be a little contrarian with him and, and, and just kind of pay up for him because he profiles really well. Yeah, especially, Steve, if you're thinking about a game stack here. And, and by game stack, I don't mean full. I mean, you know, if we like – excuse me, if we like those three lefties from Milwaukee – I mean, we're going to have to pay for those guys because, you know, Yelich is 5,900. At this point, I think we're really kind of cheating on our pitching. But if you're, if you're going to go all in and you think these guys, if you think the fireworks are going to be flying out there in Pittsburgh, then I, I say Bell is the perfect guy to just kind of run it back with. Um, you know, there's not really correlation in baseball per se outside of maybe the umpire. But uh, still, these are two pitchers that are really going to struggle with lefties. And Bell would for sure be my top lefty. 
Uh, I, I wouldn't mind Polanco as well, but if I had to choose between the two, I'd definitely side with Bell. Yeah, and then Moran's another guy that I like, low strikeout pitcher in, in Chassin against lefties. Uh, Moran does have the power. You know, Reynolds, like you mentioned a little while ago, uh, Polanco, all those guys are certainly in play for me when it comes to the Pittsburgh bats. So if Newman hits leadoff again, I don't mind him cheap. Um, if he's still cheap on Fandle, um, I played him in cash on Thursday. It was just so cheap. So uh, Minnesota at Tampa, it's Jose Barrios against an opener, followed by Jalen Beeks. Uh, no total in this one. Any interest here in Barrios? No, I, I think I'm going to pass on Barrios today. Um, I, I think I'm going to pass. His price is, is coming down. He's not in 10K range anymore, but I still I, I think I'm going to let him sit on the shelf. Yeah, honestly, like Tampa is just rolling right now, and it's really hard to trust a right-handed pitcher against them. I think Barrios certainly has some upside in this spot, but – I will say, like, I still like to look at 2018 to 2019 stats, but I do like to compare 18 and 19 together. And, like, his swinging strike rate and his strikeout stuff rates are down a little bit this year, uh, which concerns me a little bit um, against a team like Tampa. So I don't think I'll play Barrios here, and I certainly don't want to play uh, Jalen Beeks on the other side of this game out of the bullpen. Yeah, no, no way, Jose. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up, Stevie, because in, in terms of stats, that somebody kind of hit me up on Twitter about that today, and I talked to him about recent trends and the, the reason I, I look for him. And, you know, I, I'm always comparing. I, I probably switch over to 2019 earlier than most, um, but, but it's really more of a comparison tool, you know, for guys out of whack here, you know, early on to start of the season. That, that's my window to attack, so – uh, but but I'm with you. you definitely want to you know make sure the sample size is where you want to be. But yeah, I'm not playing Beaks. Uh, I, I would definitely side with with the Minnesota Bats over Beaks in this spot. Now let's talk Minnesota Bats. What are we looking at here on the Twins? Man, um, Eddie Rosario, man, he's 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 always a guy that I have pegged that in a lefty lefty spot. He's just a guy I know is going to go way low owned, but the K rates there, the ISOs there, the fly ball rates there. This guy hits left-handed pitching really well. CJ Crone obviously as well, uh, even though he's more on the ground ball side, he's still hitting left-handed pitching really well. Those those two guys are just some of my favorites when when I've got a lefty uh, on, on the hill against this team. But, but namely Rosario, because I just know for sure he's not going to get any ownership on a slate like this. And really, he's probably got the highest likelihood to send one out of the park, even though it's, it's, it's uh, a, a, kind of a reverse split for him in terms of hitting. Yeah, and don't forget about Sano. Sano has massive power, oh, yeah. so don't forget about him. Uh, the Tampa side of things, like just because I'm playing not playing Barrios doesn't mean I want to go out of my way to stack Tampa. I do think Meadows is scorching hot right now. Um, you know, you're obviously you're paying up to to play Meadows. He's one of the highest priced guys on the slate, but he's just been crushing the ball. So if you want to take a stand on a contrarian top end option, he's certainly up there. Um, Troy is cheap. He's thirty two hundred. Um, I don't hate that. I know it's a tougher matchup, but. That price tag really stands out to me for Troy. 
Yeah, man. And speaking of Austin Meadows, Stevie, I mean, I want to kind of just piggyback what you're saying. I feel like I caught a prop on him the other day of two and a half total bases. I feel like that's what the prop was. I hope I'm right. But, you know, when a guy starts to get a prop like that, I mean, you know he's he's really raking. Uh, most guys have a prop of about one and a half. So, uh, you know, I, I really – I think Meadows is in play as a one-off. Um, but that's about it. I, I don't really want to roll too many guys. I'm with you on Troy. The price will obviously warrant it, especially for cash. Uh, but overall, I think Meadows would be the only guy. But you're going to have to pay for him if you want to play him because he's 5500 uh on FanDuel there and on DK. I mean 5,500 on DK and 4,200 on FanDuel. Uh rolling right along here. We go to Cincinnati where Washington is visiting. It's a nine total. It's Patrick Corbin. It's Tyler Molly. Uh Corbin's a 124 favorite here. Uh Corbin's one of the highest priced pitchers on the slate. So uh, what are we doing here with Patrick Corbin? Oh, I can't play Patrick Corbin today. Not not in Cincinnati. I just that's kind of one of my internal rules. I don't care who's pitching in Cincinnati. The weather's warm and the weather's good. I just don't play against them. And, Stevie, talk about a meltdown. You know, I know you had a rough day today. I had a rough day the day before when Washington went to Atlanta. And I knew to take the Washington side of that game because everyone was on Atlanta. And you know my rule of I'm always thinking, well, you know, the other side is in the same hitting conditions. Kevin Gaussman is not some – some, you know, ace pitcher. And I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. But I ended up, you know, stacking Baltimore, running a few Royals and running Freddie Freeman. And I wasn't paying anything attention. And I, you know, went went to the ESPN app just to look at scores and see what was going on. And lo and behold, Washington put up 14 runs. And I was sick to my stomach. I said, I just cost myself big time. So, uh, sorry to rant about that when we got a 15-game slate, but, man, that just brought back a, a bad memory. Yeah, I don't actually hate Corbin in this spot. I, I think it's not that high of risk spot outside of Senzel and Suarez. My issue with Corbin today is price. Um, I don't think it's a high risk spot, but it's not the greatest ballpark on the slate. I, I don't think he's a guy that can put up 40, but I do think he's a guy that can go over 30 in this spot. So I, I, I like it. He's been a little bit better at home. I don't tend to look at home road splits as many as much as other people, but you know, there are trends with him giving up more home runs on the road and he's pitching in Cincinnati. So like, I'm a little concerned, but I, I do think, like, if they have Votto in there, if they have Winker in there, like, if they roll out some of these lefties, it certainly is going to help Patrick Corbin because he's very, very good against lefties. His strikeout rate is approaching 40% against lefties. So it all really depends on the lineup. Um, any interest here in Tyler Molle on the other side? No, no, I'm not playing Tyler Molle. Uh, I just I, I don't think it's worth it to play him against, you know, Washington, who's been – been pretty pretty good here recently. Yep, Tyler Molly since the start of last season, 409 Woba, 263 ISO, 90 average exit velocity, hard contact at 44.5%, and the soft contact ratio only 12.2% against lefties. I don't hate the righties here, but really for me, it's Eaton, it's Soto, it's Adams. Um, it's the three lefties. I, I think if you're going to roll out the three lefties, you can obviously – put in a Turner Rendon or a Kendrick or something on a stack. But for me, Will, I really like those three lefties. 
Yeah, man, I, I love the lefties. And listen, if I'm on stat watch this TV, this is just a personal rule that I have. I don't ever leave Anthony Rendon out of my stat, ever. The guy just, even if he doesn't hit a home run, he's driving in runs, he'll get a single RBI. The next time up, he may get another single RBI. You know, maybe he'll take a walk, maybe he'll hit a double, but he's just a guy that he's really, he's always scoring fantasy points most games. And so, you know, if I'm going to stack those lefties of Eaton, Soto, and Adams, I'm for sure going to be plugging in Rendon. The guy's just been outstanding. Uh, any interest in the Cincinnati bats here? Oh, uh, man, even even though I'm not going to be playing uh, Corbin, I, I, I don't want to play these Cincinnati bats. I mean, m- maybe a one-off on Suarez, but but that's about it for me. I I, I don't want to try to – or Senzel, excuse me. Senzel or Suarez, but I'm definitely not stacking the Reds. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think I'd want to stack them. If you want to play a one-off in Senzel or Suarez, they're going to be pretty low-owned against Corbin. And this game is in Cincinnati. It does not take much to hit it out of the ballpark. Uh, just make a nice little barrel and it's gone. So I don't mind maybe playing those guys at really low ownership um, on, a, on a 15-game slate in a large field tournament. Uh, Detroit at Atlanta, nine total. Spencer Turnbull, Michael Fultonevich. Um, Net- Fulty's a 176 favorite here. Do you have any interest in Spencer Turnbull? No. It's kind of where I'm at. You know, there's certain spots that I'll play him against right-handed heavy teams. He's been really solid against righties this season. Um, but there, I think there's just too many lefties in this lineup uh, with McCann, Marcakis, and Freeman. And the righties, like Acuna and Donaldson, are good righties. So, you know, even Swanson's really, like, reminding us that he was a top prospect this season. Um, the Detroit, or I guess Fulton Evich, um, after a really crappy start to the season, he's actually pitched two really solid games in a row coming off of a really, really good game against St. Louis and cost me a ton of money. Cause I stacked St. Louis everywhere because it's like 90 degrees in St. Louis and Fulton's been terrible. Uh, do you think he's turned the corner? Do you want to play Fulton here at 8,500 going up against Detroit in Atlanta? Oh man, Stevie, this is probably the toughest one of the slate. Um, because the eye test and the results say he's he's back to being okay, like not going to get blown up. Then we look at the matchup. We see it's going against Detroit. And so for me, you know me, man, I, I want to pull up some trends and just kind of see, okay, what's happening? Is the velocity picking up? You know, where's the hard hit rate? Here's, here's the deal. If we feel like Fulci is back, and I do think he's – you know, back to being serviceable. I do still think he'll give up some runs. Is Fulte in play today? Uh, absolutely, because this team is predominantly a right-handed heavy team. Uh, and if you look at the combined numbers of, of what he's done, righties is just, you know, he, he's going to be a lot better against righties overall. Lefties is where he's going to have his problem, and this team is probably going to roll out two lefties. So I, I think Fulte's in play. I don't, I don't like the price on on DK. I really don't. But Detroit's proven that, you know, if a right-handed pitcher can get some – most right-handed pitchers can get some serious Ks. So I, I don't hate uh, the idea of, of rolling Fulte against Detroit, but only because it's Detroit. Yeah, I'll be honest. There's not a lot of cheap pitchers on this slate, and he certainly stands out today. Um, it might be a day that – 
I attacked the mid tier and you know leave off Corbin Sale, Maeda, and, and just kind of attack the nine k and eight k range. Um, I like Fulty here. The Tigers are last in baseball in W in Woba, WRC plus against righties. It's just a really good spot. They still have some power, but they're striking out 26.2% of the time, which puts them in the top five in strikeouts against righties as well. So if there's a spot to play faulty, I think this is the spot. It's a very heavy right-handed team. We saw him against a very right-handed heavy team against St. Louis, and he just absolutely dominated them. So uh, hoping that uh, what we watched last start is certainly there for faulty. As far as the Detroit hitters, this weather is great. Let's just, I guess, go back to that. It's going to be 85 degrees with the wind blowing out to left center field. So the weather is great for hitting. Uh, is there any Detroit bats that you like here? Man, lefties, Goodrum, Stewart, uh, th those would be the guys that, that I would key in on uh, because they're they're most likely to give him trouble. I will say this. If you're mass multi-entering, I think you need to have some Detroit stacks at 5 to 10% uh, in the event because even though Fulte may be pitching well, I, I still like to lean on weather, and, and the weather, like you talked about, suggests that uh, th this should be a pretty good game. So I, I, I'm all about, you know, attacking Fulte here in a spot like this, even though Detroit has a 3.88 implied run total. When the wind's blowing out like that and it's warm, uh, the ball can travel with the best of them. Yeah, I don't love it. Uh, I don't love the Detroit side of things. I don't mind maybe playing a one-off or two, but I'm not, not going to like go set out to play these guys. I think Stewart would probably be my my favorite. He's the guy that's been getting the ball up a ton in the air. Uh, so if I'm looking for upside, I think he's the guy that stands out to me. Um, as far as the Atlanta Braves go, you know, obviously you're starting with Freddie Freeman. It's a great spot for him against Turnbull. Outside of Freeman, what are we looking at here on the Braves? Man, you brought up a good point earlier about uh, Mr. Dansby Swanson. He's, he's been really good this year. He's got on hate. Uh, Markakis is a guy I try not to leave off my stack if lefties are the problem just because, man, he'll troll you real bad and hit a bomb and, and just have like a three-hit game. And every time he's up, he's sending, sending runs in. He, he will just mess you up. So I think if, you're, if we're going to key in on lefties, uh, I, I don't think you leave Nick Markakis out of your stack here, no, no matter you know what you're playing. Uh, and then obviously Brian McCann as well. The ISO is a little bit low um, combined, you know. But if you look at you look at this season, uh, you know it, it's a little bit higher. So I, I, I don't hate Brian McCann as well. And and I, I still like Ronald Acuna. If they get the Turnbull, he won't be in there the whole game. Let's say he makes it four innings. Uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit of bad Detroit bullpen. I'm all about bad bullpens. You know that uh, Kansas City at Texas, speaking of bad bullpens, Danny Duffy, Ariel <laughs> Gerardo, um, 10 and a half total here. It is a absolute pick em at this point. Uh, any interest here in Danny Duffy? No. You sure? You don't want to play Duffy here? Like, No. Uh, what about Gerardo on the other side? Any interest in him? Oh, now listen. No. Yeah. Right there with you. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Kansas City bats, uh, what's standing out to you here for Kansas City? Man, listen, you, you know, so I think Kansas City has kind of become my favorite 
team to play for DFS because we just very rarely are they going to get traction. I don't think they're going to get much traction in this game. Uh, I am all about, uh, you know, some uh, some Mondesi today, some Gordon today, some Hunter Dozier, some Solaire. I like this, you know, I like this team up and down. Perhaps Ryan O'Hearn will have the game of his life that we've been expecting. Uh, but listen, man, Mondesi, Gordon, Dozier, Solaire, you, you look at that group, that three through six group, uh, I've got the power. Go and listen to that song because these guys have the power, and that's what I'm looking for. We want balls going over the fence in this hot weather. I think they can get the job done. Three through six right now is looking really tasty, and I don't think they're going to get a whole lot of ownership. Uh, well, which it's a big slate anyway, so who cares? But the bottom line is I think they'll be lower on the Texas, but Texas at home. Three through six on Kansas City, by far my favorite. Yeah, anytime you're facing Giardo, you got to remember to look at, um, you know, how people do against sinkers. He throws a sinker like almost 60% of the time. Uh, he throws it a ton. So I, I think the guy that really stands out to me is like a top play on the entire slate is Alex Gordon. Uh, he hits sinkers very well. He does not hit them on the ground. His average air distance is really good since 2016. Uh, so Alex Gordon, I think, is a top play on the entire slate, not just in this game. So he's certainly a guy, batted ball profile-wise, this is an amazing spot on paper. Does it always translate? No, it never. It not always translates. But, you know, we're, we're trying to predict best matchups, and this is one of the best matchups on paper, in my opinion. Mondesi, too, you know, he hasn't been – he hasn't had as many at-bats against sinkers, but he's been really good against sinkers. And O'Hearn, I know he's been struggling, but he's good against sinkers as well. So – uh, what are we looking at here on the Texas side of things? Well, with the Texas side, man, I think, you know, what we want to do is we want to try to take advantage of, of Duffy's struggles. I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, lefties and righties, here's the interesting part about Duffy. He's really not giving up a lot of fly balls to lefties, and the K rate is higher. But the Woba is also higher. And, you know, when I, when I see stuff like that, I mean, guys are going to be getting on base, period. I mean, it's not like writers are low. Writers are at a 296. We're at a 435. So I'm really not afraid of, of any of these guys. So, uh, you know, Hunter Pence, listen, he, he's, he's starting to turn out to be my favorite Ranger on the year because I feel like every time he's on the slate, he's hitting a bomb. The only problem is you, you've got to pay for Hunter Pence now. We're not getting, you know, 3700 uh, Hunter Pence in the outfield. We are getting 5,700 Hunter Pence. If you want him, you're going to have to pay for him. Uh, so, but I still like him here in this spot. Um, Joey Gallo, obviously, uh, we're, we're not going to leave him off our list with the 348 ISO. Uh, Logan Forsythe, I know a lot of people may not like him, but he, he's a guy we use of salary relief. Uh, and Nomar Mazar as well. I, I like these guys. So, uh, I, I really like Texas up and down. I, I like the weather. I don't feel like – I'm not buying into the fact that Duffy's good in this game. And so th this would be a perfect game stack for me in, in a perfect world scenario. Yeah, I certainly don't mind the Texas side of things. That Kansas City bullpen, not very good either. Uh, Duffy has shown, you know, some signs of pitching a little bit better. Um so obviously, that you know, that's concerning when you're potentially stacking against him and, you know, 
you know, he pitched really good in his last couple starts out. He pitched good against Texas not too long ago either. Didn't allow a home run in that game. So I think that I'm going to be careful how, how I approach Texas today, uh, especially if they get really high ownership because, like, outside of Coors – or is Coors – yeah, it's in Coors. Yeah, so outside of Coors, I think this is the only game over a 10 total. So if, if people start loading up on Texas bats in this spot, I, I don't mind, you know – playing a little bit of a fade here but I, I do think they're in a great spot but it's just more of like ownership type of things um like on my sheet i have i like texas this is what my notes say i like texas but not at high ownership so um and it's a 15 game slate so if ownership you know ownership should be pretty spread out but if we start to see a lot of ownership here i'm going to pass cleveland at chicago taking on the white Sox, nine and a half total trevor bauer against dylan covey um bauer's a 170 favorite here do you have any interest in bauer man i want you steve i've been and bauer's a guy i've been trying to dig in on because he he has not been pitching well this year in my opinion i i think it's probably everybody's opinion if you look at the tape i mean and it's not like he's been getting hit hard but he's giving up too many hits you know a hit here a hit there you know, a single here, he's just he's getting bad, but really bad. So, but but he's a guy that I like. I've been trying to do a deep dive. The, the only thing I've really seen um, that that's kind of been out of whack to to me uh, is just the distance is up and the exit velocity has been up recently. But I don't see anything else that that's been out of the ordinary. So I I, I want to talk about him. But have you have you kind of done a deep dive? I don't see anything that that would be wrong outside of maybe me trying to watch and see if he's having a mechanical issue. Uh, just quick thoughts, man, if you don't mind. Have you seen anything on Bauer that you think is has got him taking a step back right now? So anytime you're you're starting to dig into stats and nothing looks off, it's usually just a, a command thing. Um, He's been allowing a lot of home runs. Like, I think he's allowed six home runs in three starts this season or in this month um, is what I was reading. Like, he was really good the first month and a half of the season, and he's really struggled. So he's allowed four home runs or six home runs in the month of May in, in five starts. Um, and, you know, Chicago was one of those starts. He absolutely got destroyed by this team at the beginning of the month. Um, they put up ten hits, eight, eight runs, seven earned runs, two home runs against him. So – I'm a little concerned that it's just a command thing. Uh, you know, you start leaving pitches over the middle of the plate in, in the majors. This is the major league. This is the major leagues. Like yeah. you're not going to leave pitches over the middle of the plate and get away with it. So usually when nothing's standing out in your research on why something's happening, usually it's a command thing. We saw it a lot. The best comp that I can give you guys is a few years ago when Michael Pineda was really good when he was with the Yankees. He would pitch these really good games, and then like he would just leave pitches down the middle of the plate and give up home runs. And with Bauer giving up these many home runs, I think it's just a command thing. Yeah, I, I just want to get your take because, the, you know, it, it's funny you said the first thing that popped in my head was Verlander like two years ago. Do you remember that with Verlander? They thought he was tipping pitches, and he was just getting just bombed. Do, do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and so that's I, – I don't know. And so that's why, I, you know, I want to pick your brains. I know you, you really pitched a lot. It could um, be the juice baseball, too, for what it's worth. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. Like, it, it could be – you know, his fastball last season 
had let's see it was a 94 mile 94 and a half mile an hour average it had a 121 iso 38 percent hard hit rate with an 18.2 percent whiff rate and in this season it's the same 94.65 259 iso 42 percent hard hit rate 22 percent whiff rate the average distance on his fastball this season is a 330.48 his fastball is getting rocked yeah and i mean his, his average here recently it's been at 95 so yeah i'm with you all right th thanks man I, I appreciate that sorry guys i, I promise to keep this brief i, I like bauer but man i i, I don't know I, I feel like there's just you know safer plays if you will i, I i'm not buying into the fact that the white Sox are gonna are gonna light him up but I think in this spot, I'd almost rather play Fulte against Detroit. Uh, and so for that reason, or, or I'd rather just go up to Caleb Smith against uh, San Diego, which we'll get to later. So I, I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like Bauer's going to be on the outside looking in. I do think he's a great, great, great tournament play today because of his recent struggles. I don't think people will look there. But in cash, I just can't do it. I think he'll be the chalk cash pitcher on the slate. I really do. Um, at his price, the price in the matchup. Yep. Um, as high as Carrasco was owned yesterday, um, I think Bauer gets a ton of ownership today in cash. So I like it for tournaments on a few teams. I think I would play Caleb Smith in cash before I would play Bauer in the same price I, I range. Well. So would. that's kind of where I'm at. And it's not that I hate Bauer. It's just when I start looking at like batted ball profile and i look at how this team does what white Sox do against fastballs and how much is fastball struggling right now it's probably the reason why he gave up seven earned runs to this team in his last start so um dylan covey on the other side of this game i have zero interest in him i, I can sum this up really quick yep nope uh anybody that listened to the podcast yesterday i'm patting myself on the back for the jordan luplo home run call um you guys are welcome um i, I just wanted to go there will i'll let you talk about cleveland though Hey man, you know Lindor, uh, Santana. I, I I know. Listen, Jose Ramirez has got to turn this thing around, unless he's just really, really hurt, and it's going to play hurt the whole season. I'm not playing I'm him. Not, I'm not playing him. He, he I, there's something. It, it, I don't know what it is, but he looks awful at the plate. His numbers are awful. Like he can't even pass the eye test anymore. Will like I, I don't know if teams have just figured him out. And they're not throwing him anything straight anymore, but he looks terrible. Like I, I keep playing him, and I'm finally at that point. Like he's Joey Votto to me. <laughs> I got you. I, I I haven't reached that point yet. Um, you know, I, I I still think there's life in Jose Ramirez, and they're going to need him down the stretch. I think what I'm thinking about is the fact he had a really, really, really rough start to the, the season last year. And finally got it turned around, and I, I'm hoping he can get it turned around. I'm at my wits end, but I'm I'm going to hang on, hang on in there with him in the right spots, and I definitely think this is the right spot. Um, so you know, even at 4100 on DK, I, I think I, I still feel like that's fair. Um, you know, and then on FanDuel, he's 3300. I definitely think that's fair. So I want to hang in there with Jose. And, and see if he can right the ship. But he's had three pretty good games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Uh, if he can duplicate any of these performances, 
out of the uh, last two that he had, a, you know, 18 fantasy point game and a 20 fantasy point game at Boston. I, I gladly accept those. So uh, let, let's hope he's turning a quarter, man. Yeah, all joking aside, um, I, I don't mind the price. Um, I, I played him in cash on on um, Thursday, and, like, I, I get it. It's just uh, – yeah, I, um, I really <laughs> – I really like this spot for Lindor. I really like this spot for Carlos Santana. I know we have a ton of first basemen on the slate, but those two guys are very patient at the plate. Like Santana is one of the most patient hitters in baseball. He doesn't strike out that much. He walks a lot. He gets pitches. He gets ahead and counts, and that's where he does his damage. So I don't mind those guys. Um, Mercado, man, he just keeps hitting. Uh, he's another guy that I think you can play up towards the top of this lineup. Uh, but, yeah, you know, this, I think it's a good spot to look at Cleveland. It's a really good matchup, and this bullpen kind of stinks. Um, on the other side of this game, the White Sox side, like, like if you don't believe in Bauer and you want to hedge um, or contrarian leverage stack, Moncada, Abreu, uh, Jimenez, Mon- Mon- I said Mancata, Alonzo, like all these guys hit fastballs really, really well. And if he's just going to keep giving this stuff up, like I think it's an excellent uh, leverage play on this slate. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, I-, I-, I couldn't agree more. You know, I I think that's that that's one of the tough calls that, that you'll have to make. You know, if you think a guy's not pitching well right now, this is the time to, to pounce. Because once he figures it out, that window's gone. And, um, you know, I, I'm not sure I, I want to pounce with Chicago, but um, we'll see. I mean, I, obviously, Moncada, I don't mind. Abreu, I don't mind. You know, Yonder Alonzo, I definitely don't mind at his price. So uh, maybe those three guys would be the guys I'd look at in a one-off situation. Moncada would be my favorite one-off. He profiles the best. Yeah. Uh, he'd be the guy, like, if I had to pick a home run, I, I would say Moncada. But – you know, yeah. all those other guys I think are in play, but um, Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, nine and a half total. We got you, Darvish, against Miles Mikolas. Mikolas is a 128 favorite. Uh, any interest here in you, Darvish? Man, uh, this this is probably my toughest call of the day, Stevie. Uh, I, I think I want to have some interest in, in, in you, Darvish, today. Uh, I, I feel like it's going to be a right-handed heavy lineup, uh, mostly, you know, outside of Carver to Fowler, Wong. And those are guys I really, really like. But I, I, I'm hoping you can get keep the walks down. I, I think he can handle this team even in this warm weather. He's a guy I, I've got on my list, uh, and, and it's strictly because of the pricing. So you, you Darvish is 7K, right? I gladly – play you Darvish, you know, over some of these guys. So I think the price is what's giving me the interest. I think he can go out and get five or six Ks, maybe give up two runs. And if he can pick up the wind, then, then we'll be okay. He obviously, not for cash games, but in tournaments at 7K, I'm willing to play some you Darvish today and roll the dice. So my biggest issue with Darvish here, I get you on price and I like the strikeout upside, but his walks have been his biggest issue. And this team just walks. Like, one of the highest walk rates in baseball this season is, is the St. Louis Cardinals against right-handed pitching. Like, they walk so much. They, they're they just so patient at the plate, and they, they have good eyes and stuff. And it's just – that's, like, my biggest concern. When I start looking at everybody over 10% walk rate outside of Yadi Molina, who only has a 9% K rate, like, 
I start to get concerned about Darvish, and like that's my like the downside play of Darvish. But everything you said about the strikeout upside is certainly you know true. Twenty eight point six percent K rate against righties with a lot of righties in here. We just saw Fulty dominate this team last Friday, um, so I, I can certainly understand why you're looking at Darvish here. Um, any interest in, in Miles Mikolas on the other side uh, of this game? No, not today. I, I had my Miles Mikolas day against my own team, ironically, out there in Atlanta. And uh, I, I don't think today is the day to, to use Mikolas, though. I, I don't think I need him. Uh, he's 6500 which the price is outstanding. Uh, this is an outstanding price. But I, I feel like I'd rather play Darvish because of the strikeout upside. And that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, you know – Mikolas is a guy that I'm kind of on the fence about. I can't lie. Um, he's been pitching really good recently. Like this, this is the pr- like this is the price we could probably play him at most days. Like I like the price, but with Darvish 500 more, that's what's tripping me up. He's gone over 18 fantasy points in four of his last five starts, and let's just say like those starts weren't easy. He faced Atlanta, Texas, Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington. Like it's not the easiest five games, and to have. 18 over four of those games. Uh, he obviously got crushed in that Texas game. Gave up seven earned runs and one and one third. Um, yeah, I 6,500 really is a price that I think he's in play. Um, I was looking up to see if umpire data was up because he's always a guy you want a, a pitcher's umpire with because he's a guy that's a control guy. He works the count and works the corners, but I don't hate it. He's on my list. I don't know if he'll end up on my list or not, but I think he's certainly interesting at his price. Uh, let's talk Cubs bats. Um, you know, obviously Anthony Rizzo is just a guy that's mashing the baseball right now. You know, you're paying up for Rizzo. Bryant's back after having a couple of days off after running in with uh, Jason Hayward. What are you looking at here on the Cubs? Yeah, man, I think he said it best. You know, Anthony Rizzo and, uh, I mean, Javi Baez, man, um, I feel like he's a guy, he's a shortstop that gets really low ownership, but this guy's got just as much upside as anybody. Hasn't really had a monster game recently. You know, he's hit some solo shots, but we haven't seen the massive, you know, double-dong game, if you will. So uh, he's a guy I think we can look at for power in this part. Uh, but that's about it. I don't want to – I really don't want to stack up the Cubs, but I think those one-offs, you know, Bryant, uh, uh, Baez – Rizzo, those three guys, I think, look pretty good. Contreras looks good, too, but uh, I'd much rather, you know, uh, kind of stick with with those couple of guys. Um, Yeah, I don't mind the one through four or five guys. Uh, I certainly don't hate them. Looking at the St. Louis side of things, pretty much everything that we talked about with Darvish on how much he walks people opens up the door for a lot of potential runs in this game. So I don't mind playing St. Louis. But I don't think I play one-offs, Will. I think if I'm going to play St. Louis here, I stack them. I play three or four guys, even five maybe. I stack them. I think that's how you approach the St. Louis Cardinals today. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely with the stack. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't want to one-off this team. They're going to be in a good hitting environment. And so it, I think I think you've kind of got two outcomes. I think either they're going to go off or they're, or they're not. Um, I don't see an in-between where they score – you know, four runs and help you. So uh, I think you're hoping for the massive, you know, you walks two, get a double RBI, two RBI, or, or 
or, you know, three-run homer. I think that's what you're hoping for. Um, and, if, you know, if you're deciding to play you, you're hoping he's on and he can strike out these rights. Uh, moving on, we got Coors Field, Toronto at Colorado, 11.5 total. We got Edwin Jackson against Herman Marquez. Marquez is a 270 favorite. The Colorado's Rockies have a 7.3 implied total on this slate. Um, I'm guessing you have zero interest in Edwin Jackson, right? No. Yeah, okay, I figured that. Um, Herman Marquez is... Herman Marquez is a little interesting to me, Will. Um, you know, well, obviously, okay. pitching in Colorado is always scary to take pitchers in Colorado. But 9,500 for a guy that has 30-plus point upside in any matchup, um, he's a little interesting. I don't know if I end up there because I, I still think Toronto is way too cheap on this slate, uh, bats-wise. So it's a little interesting in that aspect. But what do you like here, or if anything, with Herman Marquez? So first of all, I, I want to approach this one actually from price first, Stevie, because I think you bring up such a valid point. I, and, and I don't like him as much on DK. On DK, I feel like he's still kind of priced appropriately. Stevie, on FanDuel, Mr. Marquez is 7500 7500 That's way too cheap. Way too cheap for this spot. I think this is the guy you roll with that's going to give you all the bats. I mean, he should have been. So, for instance, John Gray is usually priced anywhere from seventy nine to eighty two hundred in this spot, and Herman Marquez is uh, German Marquez. Herman Marquez is priced at seventy five hundred, way too cheap. Uh, now let's get to the numbers here. When you look at Marquez and you see what he's done over the past two seasons, uh, I, I feel like he's been you know phenomenal. Uh, past two. And it's not – there it is. Okay. I was like, gosh, not pull out. But the past two seasons, he's got a 26.8% K rate and a 3.25 XFIP. And then if you look at this season, nothing's really changed. The K rate's dipped a little bit, but the XFIP is also a little bit lower at 3.11. But the ground ball rate is still there. I know this team has a lot of guys that are going to be hitting fly balls. But I, I still trust Marquez here for that price in this spot. Uh, a guy that's, you know – Going to be fastball slider mostly uh, with a sprinkle of, of the curve. So I like Marquez, man. I think this is a good spot for him at home. He's, he's proven he can pitch at home. Uh, I, I really like him here. Um, as far as the Toronto bats go, Will, they're cheap. Like you're getting outside of Justin Smoke and, and Sogard, like all the other guys are cheap. Tellus is 4K. Vlad is thirty nine hundred. Um, Grichik is thirty seven hundred, and oh, I thought I saw Biggio. I thought he was cheap too. Um, I know he's day to day, but he's thirty seven hundred. If he's back in the lineup, I know he was a little sick. Um, they're cheap. You're getting cheap exposure to cores. I know it's a tough matchup, but like I think on teams that you're not playing Marquez, you look at like Vlad. Man, if he gets a hold of one in, in cores, it's gonna go. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I totally get it. I, I definitely think in cores, you got to think these guys are probably going to be some cash game plays uh, at these prices. So I totally get it. And, and this also may allow you to put together a nice little game stack, you know, if you're if you're if you're you know, sculpting it the right way. So I, I don't I don't hate that at all. I mean, I, I honestly think maybe you could play Marquez if you're going to one off, you could probably get away with playing Marquez and one of these guys in cash. 
if you were going to one-off. I don't think that's necessary on a slate this big, but I totally get it if, if that's something you decide to do. Well, I know you don't like to play cores. 7.3 implied total. Edwin Jackson, with the bad Toronto bullpen behind him. How do you fade Colorado in this spot, my friend? Uh, I just hit the X button on everybody, so I don't even see him. <laughs> out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. No, seriously. Uh, and I kind of said, oh, boy, at the beginning of this game because, listen, man, this is – this is a spot where I think I want to play some cores. Um, I, I just, I just can't. These prices, uh, you know, we've got Arenado at fifty nine, we've got Story at fifty eight, Blatton at fifty five. Well, he's on IL, but Dahl forty seven, Desmond forty four. This team is going to take up so much salary. Now, you know, obviously, I can always find a way to go with the one offs. Um, I don't know, Steve. I may have to make an exception today because we know Mr. Jackson is awful. Uh, we know this team is is just been – they're going to smash him. So, uh, man, I, I might have to get a one-day pass to, to, to Coors Field today and, and see what I can do. It's going to be a tough decision for me, though, just because of I have to get over the mental hurdle paying these prices. You know where you play them? Play them on Fandle because they you could play four cores bats and a, a top tier pitcher and have plenty of money. So you know that that's where you play. <laughs> there you go. Just saying, I, I'm going to play them everywhere. Um, in cash games, I'm going to take two pitchers. I'm going to take as many core as many Colorado bats as I can in cash that you know makes makes sense with the rest of the lineup. But you know this is just an excellent spot. It's just you know obviously there's always variants and they could go out and they could stink in this spot. But I'd say seven out of ten times they smash in this spot. So, uh, like Colorado a lot. New York Mets, Arizona Diamondbacks, Zach Wheeler, John Duplantier. Um, any interest here in Wheeler? Oh, man. The Mets pitching staff has really been letting me down. But I think I have to have some interest in Wheeler. I know Arizona's been hot, Stevie. But Wheeler – Wheeler's still been serviceable most of the year. I mean, you look at the price compared to, to all the other guys. He's 8700 I mean, would I rather play Ariadne against the Dodgers or Wheeler against Arizona? I, I think I'd side with Wheeler here. You know, he started out the other day against Detroit, you know, gave up some runs, still got the 8Ks, uh, went 102 pitches. I, I think he's a good play here, especially if you're trying to go in the mid-range. Wheeler, Fulte, uh, you know, Wheeler and Marquez, Wheeler and Caleb Smith. I like those types of combinations. Wheeler and you Darvish if you're spinning down. Wheeler and Mikolas if you're really spinning down. I, I like Wheeler today, even, even though it's a, it's a tough matchup against Arizona. Yeah, and if you – like 8700 is just a really good price for him. Um, yeah. I think I read um, – I'm going to look really quick and see if the roof is going to be open or not because obviously I think that matters. Um, in Arizona, let's see – Friday, it's supposed to be open, which is not the best scenario here. Um, you know, obviously, yeah. if you're playing the pitcher, you want it to be closed. But if you play that whole, like, first series after being in Coors Field type of thing here, like, you you really have to like Wheeler. But I just like the price. I like the upside at the price. I think that you can give up – I think you can give up a couple runs here and still pitch well enough to pay off this price tag. So I have interest in Wheeler here. Um, 
the other side of this game, John Duplantier, um, you know, he stretched he stretched out to about sixty five pitches in his last Triple A start. I don't know if I necessarily trust the pitch count, but I don't think the matchup is bad. Yeah, man, uh, the Mets have been really struggling overall. Um, you know, and, and I mean, look, the last three games they've averaged like six point six seven runs, but you know, on, on the season, this team is just not scoring, and so. Uh, they average about 4.7 run, one runs right now. So I, I, I don't trust Duplantier, but also don't trust the Mets. So this is kind of a wash spot for me. Yeah, the thing is, like, he's never really shown big strikeout upside. So, like, obviously that's concerning. But they trust him enough that he – he he's a top five prospect in the Arizona organization. Like he's a he's a big prospect in this organization. He has an electric fastball, um, good fastball, good slider combination. So I think that if he was cheaper, like seventy nine hundred is my biggest issue. Like if he was if he was a rookie price and he had that cheap price tag, I think I'd I think I'd take a shot, but. I just I don't trust the pitch count for seventy nine hundred bucks. I, I think that's my biggest issue with him. Uh, Mets bats, anything standing out to you here in New York? Oh uh, yeah, man. Look, look, Mister Conforto. I, I don't hate him. Um, I mean, the guy. Look, it, it's not a lot. Okay, twenty four plate appearances, but you know, we I don't have a whole lot to go on with this guy. Eighty three percent hard contact. Now, obviously, that's that's not going going to hang around at all but it, it could be an indication that that he may have some struggles now the ground ball rate is up but uh and, and the k rate is up but when a guy's give up that much hard contact i don't i don't care so um young pitcher I, i'm gonna roll with the other side of the platoon right now and and i'll i'll definitely consider a guy like michael conforto yeah don't mind conforto don't mind pete alonzo uh, Dominic Smith's in there. I don't mind him. He has pop. Um, any interest in the Arizona bats here? No, I, I think I'm going to pass on them today, man. I really like Arizona. Arizona's a team. Uh, I mean, look, they won me a late slate, you know, one, one day last week. I think it was last Friday night or something. I mean, they just went off in San Francisco. and uh, But but I, I don't think today is the day to take that chance. I'm just going to fade them. Uh, moving on, we got Houston at Oakland. It's an eight total. We got Brad Peacock against Michael Fires. Mike Fires, um, Peacock's a slight favorite here at one fourteen. Any interest here in Brad Peacock? Yeah, I, I think I do, man. Uh, he's he's another one of those guys on this slate that has the K upside. You know, and you, you look at the price; he's ninety nine hundred. He's up there. Yes, Oakland has power, but. I, I mean, Oakland at home, in my opinion, against against Peacock, is not going to be like Oakland on the road, a, a good hitting environment. So I, I do have some interest in Peacock at this price. Uh, I do trust the K upside. Yeah, I like the I like the spot in general. I don't like what I'm seeing on the batted ball profile of for him against this team. Like they actually profile pretty well against him. Like it's weird guys that profile well against him. It's like Olsen and Fegley and uh, Grossman. So, like, it's just weird profiles, but I, I like the spot. Uh, I don't think that's going to scare me off of him. 
again, my my biggest issue with Peacock is his price. Like I, we haven't talked about Caleb Smith yet. He's in the game that's coming up. Um, but I really like Caleb Smith, and I, I think he's a guy we're gonna look at. So, um, yeah, that's just my my biggest issue here. Um, with Peacock, but I, I like him for tournaments. I'll have some exposure to him for sure. Um, Mike Fires on the other side of this game. <laughs> I'm probably going to pass on Mike Fires going up against Houston. Yes, that's a pass. Uh, Houston Bats, what's standing out to you here for the the Strohs? Man, everything. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Fisher, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of plate appearances, but I don't care. Fisher, Bregman, Brantley, Guriel, Reddick. uh, These guys aren't striking out. Chirinos has got the power, got the fly ball rate. We, We know what Fires is. You talk about leaving meatballs over the plate. This is the guy that isn't really going to walk anyone, and he's going to pitch and, and throw strikes. And if these guys can connect, uh, they could possibly send somebody to the park. I don't want to stack this team because I hate Oakland as a ballpark. However, you know, against Mike Fires, I don't mind a mini stack, two to three guys, you know, maybe a Bregman Brantley. Uh, or maybe a Bregman Brantley Guriel, something like that, or Bregman Brantley. Torinos, I don't mind mini stacks, but I definitely don't want to go four or five deep on Houston. Yeah, and I, I don't mind Fisher if you're you're looking at a Houston stack. So uh, Bregman, probably my favorite play from the Astros here. Uh, I think he's a guy that, you know, certainly if you're looking at playing this team, he's obviously somebody that stands out. And his price is very, very interesting here at 4400 I think it's the cheapest price tag we've seen in him in like 10 to 15 games. So uh, I really like the price on Bregman. Really like the price on Fisher at 3400 if he's going to be batting leadoff in this spot. Uh, as far as Oakland goes, I said like, you know, obviously some of these weird like profiles against uh, Peacock scare me. But for the most part, I don't really see myself using a lot of Oakland bats. Yep. Full fade for me today. Full fade. Miami at San Diego. We got Caleb Smith and Joey Lucchese. Seven total. Lucchese is a 174 favorite here um, going up against Caleb Smith. I've talked about it a bunch that I do like Caleb Smith here. I like Lucchese on the other side of this game as well. Um, what's your thoughts here on Caleb Smith? Yeah, man, I think this is a good spot for him. The guy's been pitching fantastically uh, the whole year, if fantastically is a word. I might have just created one, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I like him. Uh, K Ridge there, the X trips there. Uh, I mean, he, he has started to give up a little bit of hard contact recently, and that is something I, I've made note of and I've talked about and kind of shared, you know, from time to time. He has started to give up a little bit more hard contact, and which has led to some runs recently. However, you know, I'm still willing to play him in San Diego, uh, you know, against this team. I, I don't see them slowing him down in, in the uh, strikeout department. Yeah, I certainly like this spot for him. I, I like playing him at home a little bit more, but um, I, I certainly like him here. Uh, I don't know if I'll necessarily have him in cash because I, I might – because I want Colorado bats. I might play Fulte and Luke C. But, like, Caleb Smith is a guy that I know I'm going to play a bunch in tournaments today, so I don't have to worry about uh, my exposure to him. It's going to certainly be up there. But the other side of this game, you know, Luke C., I know – that the Marlins don't strike out as much against left-handed pitching as much as they do against right-handed pitching. But there's not a guy in this lineup that has an ISO over 140 um, this season against left-handed pitching or since the start of last season. You know, a lot of these guys are rookies, so, like, obviously you look at a lot more stats from this year. But high ground ball rates, low 
power rates, low strikeout rates, low everything. Um, this is just a spot that Luke KC seems I, – I, I probably misspoke earlier. I think Luke KC might be chalkier than Bauer in this price range for cash games today. Yeah, I mean, listen, going against Miami in San Diego, uh, I mean, I, I think it's worth it. Um, do I think Bauer's a better pitcher? I still think Bauer's a better pitcher. I don't think there should be a $400 difference, but I do appreciate DraftKings dropping that price down because of his recent struggles. Um, but, yeah, so Luke C is definitely a guy like an 8,800. Uh, you know, while this team isn't striking out, you, you hit the nail on the head, man. And they've got three guys that are going to probably strike out each time. So uh, low ISO, like you said, high ground ball. You, you got to like Luke Casey. Um, Miami bats. I'll be honest. I probably won't play any Miami bats here. And I, I've no. been playing, you know, they've been cheap and we've been playing them and using them a little bit this week. But I, this is probably a spot that I'm going to stay far, far away. Yeah, man, I'm not touching Miami with a 10-foot pole. I don't mind potentially looking at Machado. He's been really good against left-handed pitching this season as like a one-off or Reyes is a one-off or Myers is a one-off or Renfro is a one-off. But Kayla Smith hasn't allowed more than two home runs in a game this season. I don't think this is a spot that I'd necessarily stack San Diego. I don't mind playing one of these big power bats as a one-off, though. Yep, that's about the only thing I would do, and I don't even think I'd want to do that today. So I'm just going to write San Diego off and pass. I feel like there's enough offense out there overall. See, I thought about that too, but Machado's 3,700. Like, he's just so cheap on this slate that, like, it's really hard to say I'm going to write off this team when Machado, Machado, who's just been really good against lefties this year, is just that cheap. Like, it's just hard to say. I'm not going to play these guys. Like, Reyes is 3,800. Like, Aye, aye, aye. Um, moving on here, Philadelphia at LA taking on the Dodgers. It's Jake Arrieta, Kentai Maeda. Um, Jake Arrieta, didn't he throw a no hitter in against the Dodgers a couple years ago with the Cubs? Might like wore, wore PJs out there. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah, like, I I think it was a couple years ago because if if I'm not mistaken, I think it might have been on like a, a late slate or something. Um. But yeah, man, that's the old Jake Arrieta. Yeah, is- not the same Jake Arrieta. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so let's talk Jake Arrieta first. Since the start of last season, 357 Woba against lefties, 186 ISO, 17.7% K rate, 10.2% walk rate. I say that because they he should face at least six lefties in this lineup. Um, it's a hard pass for me on Jake Arrieta here. Yeah, I'm, hey, listen, I, I'm definitely not playing this guy against the Dodgers. Just forget it. Just forget it. Uh, any interest in Kenta Maeda here? I, I do have a little bit of interest in Maeda. Should see, what, about four or five righties? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five righties. Uh, he pitched a really good game the other day. Um, my only concern with Maeda is let's just hope that they leave him out there and don't let him get in too much of a massive jam for them to have to pull him. Which, he, you know, they've been letting him pitch, so I'm not – I'm not as concerned, I guess, as, as I used to be. Uh, but I, I like him here. Don't like the price at 10-3. Um, I, I think that's really, 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 really too much. Um, but but I, I, do, I, I think in tournaments he's not going to get any ownership today. Uh, we've seen what he can do with, with, limited, with a limited pitch count. So that, I, think that's my, I think that's the only reason I'm kind of considering Outside of that, he, he is pretty expensive. 
So he's pitched six games on the road and four games at home this season. He faced the San Diego Padres at home, 41 fantasy points. He faced Washington at home, 27.7 fantasy points. He faced Cincinnati at home, 22.8. And he faced Arizona at home, 20.8. The four home games, he's pitched really well. Again, I, I don't really like home road splits, but 28.1 average fantasy points at home, 10.8 on the road. Um, just throwing that out there for you guys. Um, any interest here in the Phillies' bats? No, uh, man. I, I feel like I've kind of captured my offense in these other spots. Cleveland, Texas, uh, Kansas City. Atlanta, you know, maybe a little bit of Tampa, some Washington. I just feel like I've captured enough offense for me to not have to try to, you know, catch a catch a late night hammer just because. So I'm going to be fading the Phillies today. One guy stands out to me, and it was a very weird thing. Like, there's a top 15 guy on my batted ball profile list today, um, and it was Nick Williams. Uh, he profiled. <laughs> <laughs> really well against Kenta Maeda. However you want to take it, he profiles well. Um, I don't know if I'll end up playing him or not. I don't always play those guys, but anytime a guy like is way up that high, it's kind of interesting. Uh, the Dodgers lefties are certainly a play here for me against Jake Arrieta. Um, pretty much all of them. All, all the lefties, Peterson, Muncy, Bellinger, Seager, all in play here. Yeah, for sure. When I said I didn't want to play the Phillies late night hammer, that had nothing to do with the Dodgers. You brought it up, man. Peterson, Muncy, Bellinger, Seager, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Beatty or Beatty, however they pronounce it. Don't want to mess it up. May make the lineup. Vertigo may make the lineup. So, uh, but but Cody Bellinger, man, just obviously the top player on this team. He's been hitting the ball really well. But he's another one. If you want to play him, you got to pay for him. He's 5800 These good hitters, they're pricing him up nowadays. And, uh, you know, while, while I like him, I do feel like it's pretty expensive. Same way I feel about um, our good friend out there, Mwambalki, Christian Yelich. Yep. Um, all right. Last game on the slate here. We got the Angels. We got the Mariners. Tyler Skaggs, Mike Leak. No total in this one. Um, any interest here in Skaggs? No. Is it weird that I have a little interest in him? Like, I know. Well, lefty against Seattle. I get it. Like, I know, like, if we look at this season and we're just looking at this season stats, Seattle's been really good against left-handed pitching. And, like, obviously I like to look at that. But if we look at last year, they this team really struggled against left-handed pitching. And, obviously, it's not the same team. They've been hitting the ball really well. But since the start of last season, the starting lineup for this team has a, a combined strikeout rate of 29.2%. So, with Skaggs being the price that he is, I have slight interest. Um, I don't know if I'll end up playing him because he's going to be the lowest owned in that range. And I like Luke AC. I like Fulte more. I like Wheeler more. Uh, but I have a little interest in Skaggs just because if we're looking at overall numbers, the, the numbers certainly back it up. Um, well, I'm just waiting for Mike Leak to get blown up. I'm just waiting for the start to come out and he just gets blown up. It's coming. I know it's going to happen. Gave up five earned runs, seven earned runs in his last two starts. Like he, we're starting to finally see him start to regress. Um, do you like Mike Leak here? No, didn't think you would. I don't like him either. Um, what do we like here on the Angels side of things? Man, our good friend Tommy Lestella is available. Uh, I think this is a day we can plug him in. Mister Otani is available. 
Uh, I think this is the day that uh, we can plug him in. Mike Trout is available. I, I think this is the day we can plug these guys in. Look, man, uh, th this, this is really exciting uh, with the possibilities that are available to us today. When you, when you look at Tommy LaStella, he's 4,600, but still not as expensive as the big guys. Uh, you know, we look at Koa Calhoun at 4,200. Uh, not, not as not as expensive as the big guys. So uh, I, I really like him here, man. Mike Trout, maybe if you're trying to build a stat, maybe you play him. Uh, but, the, but this team, you know, you got uh, uh, not Vogelbach. Pujols at 3,700. Old man Pujols. Well, I know he's not the same. If guys are on base, I feel like he can drive in a few runs. So, you know, I, I like this team overall uh, against league just because of league's struggles. I mean, the past couple of seasons, man, just really not pitching well. And I think this is a, a team that we can utilize to take advantage of that. Yeah, I hate paying up for Trout, but this is an amazing spot for him. It's just an absolute amazing spot for him. Um, you know, they called up um, Puello. I think it's Cesar Puello. Um, and he's just been crushing the ball ever since he got called up. His his power numbers in AAA are solid. 200 ISO. Um 209 ISO, 0.94 OPS, uh, 0.941 OPS. Um, high walk rate, strikeout rate's kind of decent. Um, I like him in this spot. I think he's a guy that if he gets a lineup spot that's decent, could be low owned. And I think he has two home runs in his first two games since getting called up. So, uh, you know, I'm always down with that. But I, I like the Angels a lot here. This is a good spot for them. Leak, not very good. Um, as far as the Seattle bats go, I don't mind stacking them, but I don't think I'd be playing them as one-offs. Oh man. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that's the right move. I mean, first of all, you know, I've been stacking Seattle all year, so that's mainly what I've been doing. I don't know if I've ever taken them as one-offs unless it's been like a late slate or something. So yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I don't think I'll play this team on the main slate. I, I think I'll pass it. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really condensed today in my selection process and who I want to play. And, uh, the Mariners are just – I think they're going to end up on the outside looking in. I think I definitely side with the Angels over them as a stack today. All right, let's bring it home with the morning grind game before the end of the week. Um, Will, give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. Oh, boy. I feel like I'm just going to make this easy on myself. I'm going to stay on brand here. Uh, let's go with you, Darvish, man. Let's get the magic going. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Mikolas. If he gets a good umpire, I think he's the guy that could get there as well. Uh, same game. So we're kind of both hoping that there's a good umpire in that game. Yeah. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust type of play today? I'm gonna definitely roll with Jake Arrieta. I, I think he's 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 the guy. All right. Um. So there's a really good umpire in the Tampa Bay game, and there's a really good umpire in the Texas game. Um. That's all I got so far, for what it's worth. Um. You said Arietta? Yes. Sorry. The umpire data finally is starting it's to get up. Um, I'm going to take who's going to bust, who's going to bust. Um, man, oh, man, it's tough up here today. Um, 
I, I got a guy. Yeah, I think it's Turnbull. I think that's the guy that I would say not to play in that range today. Uh, over 4K to hit a home run, Will. Who do you got? You said over 4K? Yep. Who's your expensive home run today? Oh, man, there's so many, dude. So many. Uh, let's go with my boy Alex Gordon, though. He, he's a frequent flyer on this list. Let's go with him. Yeah, he was obviously one of the guys that I was going to say. Um, I talked about it earlier. I love this spot for him. I'm going to take the not-so-expensive Alex Bregman. Um, I love Bregman today against Fires. He profiles really well against him. Uh, under 4K to get two hits, Will. Staying out of Coors Field, who you got? Man. I think I'm going to have to go with someone that you brought up, man. This guy's just way too cheap. Give me Manny Machado at 37. Yeah, the price is certainly there. Um, I like it for sure, especially facing the lefty. I know it's a good lefty. I'm going to take Cesar Puello, um yeah. from the Angels. I, I really – I think if he cracks the lineup, he's a guy that you certainly should be looking at here. I believe in hot streaks in baseball, and I don't think Mike Leake's a guy that misses very many bats. But to be honest, we could have taken Otani um, as well under, under 4K. So – Bunch of bunch of angels bats uh, that you could have said there. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs that's not in Coors Field. Uh, give me. I'm gonna try to give you give you a stack that I, I'm kind of really on. What when I say really on, I mean a team. I'm probably gonna go. Give me the Royals because I'm probably going overweight on the Royals today. Give Give me Kansas City. All right. Um... I'm going to go with – it's kind of like uh, like I'm going against you, Will. Going against you. I'm going to take the, the St. Louis Cardinals here against Darvish. Um, <laughs> one of us is going to be right. So well, we, could, we could both be right, ironically, in this spot. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. Keep having fun, guys. Let's, uh, let's, let's earn some money. We'll be back on Monday. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. If you want NASCAR content, make sure you head on over to rotogrinders.com slash NASCAR. We'll have all the NASCAR stuff up. One of the most unpredictable races I'm expecting that we've seen all season. So I'm uh, going to do the best I can to give us the winners there. So we'll be back Monday. Hope everyone, like I said, has a great weekend. Crush this slate, and um, we'll see you then.